0: This morning we'd like to look at a verse of scripture in Luke chapter 20. And this is a parable, a parable of the vineyard and the, the owner. And uh, what this is about, it, it is a parable, it's about Israel. And, but it, it, it's in a parable that, uh, that this owner uh, cleared, cleared some land, and planted uh, some really good vines in that land good quality plants and uh, was expecting or intent well to uh, get fruit from these vines so then the owner was going away and he uh, uh, rented it out basically, and there's some different uh, words here that maybe Schofield changed a little bit For far as leased it, or rented it out, or let it out, or is it tenants, or is it a husbandman? But anyway, so he leased it out to uh, individuals that they would bring forth fruit. and. Uh, So, in a period of time, the owner sent back servants to uh, gather this fruit, and uh, so they killed. They began to kill the servants. And so after so long of killing the servants and not getting any fruit, in fact, it said it began to bring forth uh, fruit from wild grapes. It wasn't the true fruit uh, from the vines that were planted. So then uh, they kept killing his servants, kept killing his servants, so finally he sent his son. And then they they killed his son. And it says, well, what would he he do? What would would you do? But what would the owner do to those that killed the servants and and, and killed his son? What would you do? And it says that he he will destroy them. So certainly it's a parable uh, about uh, Israel. And... uh, We will see that, and then we'll see that this uh, fruit-bearing portion of it was taken away from them and given to another. And we know that's when the church age comes in. And, of course, he uh, will take Israel back again, and we'll see that as well. So let's look at this this morning, and we'll start in in verse... uh, 9. Then began he to speak to the people uh, this parable. A certain man planted a vineyard and leased it, or let it out, I'll probably say leased it, to the tenants or husbandmen and went to a far country for a long time. So again, this is uh, God uh, planting this vineyard And again, whether here or other places, we'll see that he planted good vines and cleared it and so forth. Uh, Verse 10. And at the season he sent a servant to the tenants, or husbandmen, that they should give him of the fruit of the vineyard. But the tenants beat him and sent him away empty. So, uh, there was no fruit, no fruit from this sweet vine that was planted, yet it was just wild grapes, a different, and not the fruit, a, a different. 11, and again, he sent another servant, and they beat him also, and treated him shamefully, and sent him away empty. Again, no fruit, no fruit at all from this uh, uh, choice vines that was that was planted and again he sent a third and they wounded him also and cast him out so you know the lord would send prophets uh, to israel and, and you know they would kill the prophets and they would especially if they'd prophesy against israel uh, and, and different times kings would get ready to go to battle or something and uh, the prophets would prophesy and say, no, you're going, to be, you're going to be wiped out. And they'd kill the prophets. And they'd, they'd, then they'd get false prophets to tell them what they wanted to hear. <laughs> and one time they did, and they said, well, isn't there any prophets of the Lord? Yeah, but they always prophesize against us. But they would, they would kill uh, the prophets. But no fruit unto God. You know, Israel, well, let, let's read on. Verse 13 Then said the Lord of the vineyard, what shall I do? Now this is, we understand this is not God asking a question. You know, he don't know what he's going to do. This is all predetermined. As We'll look at this in Isaiah, uh, Lord willing, a little later. But yet this is written in a manner as a parable that we may uh, view it and that we may think on it. Then said the Lord of the vineyard, what shall I do? I will send my beloved son. It may be that they will reverence him when they see him. And you know the story, you know the history. Did they reverence the son Jesus Christ? Absolutely not. 14, but when the tenants saw him, they reasoned among themselves, saying, This is the heir, come let us kill him, that the inheritance may be ours. So they cast him out of the vineyard. And killed him. What therefore shall the Lord of the vineyard do unto them? You know, you may think, uh, again, this is all predetermined by God. But what would you do? Now they've killed his son. No fruit bearing at all. Killed the prophets, killed his son. Verse 15, So they cast him out of the vineyard and killed him. What therefore shall the Lord of the vineyard do unto them? He shall come and destroy these tenants, and shall give the vineyard to others. And when they heard it, they said, God forbid. So now what this is, again typified, Israel, uh, who it was talking about in the beginning, that killed the prophets, killed Jesus Christ. And uh, now he says, I'm going to destroy him. Now he's not talking about sending them to Lake Fire, and we're not getting into that discussion right now, I don't believe. But we have this nation of Israel that was put on the earth and so forth, and, and now he says, I'm going to destroy it. and shall give the vineyard to others. So this is a time when God, uh, and we may read this a little later as well, he gives Israel a bill of divorcement. There's no fruit from them. Killed the prophets, killed his son. He gave them a, a temporary bill of divorcement, but he sets somebody else in that vineyard. He gives it to another, and this is the church age. So here, during the church age, Israel is set aside. Now, as a nation, I'm not saying there are not any Jews in the church, certainly the first church, uh, certainly there was. But as Israel, as a nation, they're destroyed from this position, being in position of fruit bearing, and he gives it to another. And that is where the church age begins. In verse 17, and he beheld them and said, "What is this then uh, that is written, "The stone which the builders rejected the same is become the head of the corner." Of course, you know it's talking about Jesus Christ, who they rejected the prophets, they rejected Jesus Christ, and who they him who they didn't find a place for, didn't see him, didn't uh, uh, look to him as the Lord's son. Uh, He's made the very chief uh, of the corner In verse uh, 19, And the chief priests and the scribes the same hour sought to lay hands on him. But they feared the people, for they perceived that he had spoken this parable against them. So, uh, and they were, they were right in that perception. He spoke his parable against Israel and against, and against the Pharisees and so forth that were here at, at this time. So, again, he had, he had uh, put Israel here, and there was no fruit bearing. And he sent prophet after prophet after prophet, and they killed his prophets. They might go after the prophets of Baal and everything, but they killed the prophets of the Lord. And then he sent his son. Humanly speaking, you'd think, now they'll be fruit-bearing, but it wasn't ordained to be that way. So then they, they killed his son. And again, this was in the parable, but then these Pharisees, they saw that he had spoken that against them. You can, <clears throat> we won't go read it. I. I... Uh, Ordinarily, I like to, but you can also read this in Matthew and Mark. Uh, It's not in uh, John. But I think any time we have it in those different places, it's good to read it. But we won't take time to do that this morning. So, there was no fruit there. (coughs) And so now, basically, he's going to destroy them from that position, and he's going to give it to another. So this is the Lord... Uh, Giving this parable in the New Testament let's go back to the book of Isaiah and we'll see it back there in in prophecy so in other words it couldn't have been any other way Isaiah chapter 5 so this is just prophecy being fulfilled it wasn't God trying to figure out what he was going to do Uh, but again it's written in in a manner that we may look at it and and think on in this way but certainly it was uh, prophesied and was going to take place exactly as as it did Isaiah chapter 5 now I will sing to my well beloved a song of my beloved touching his vineyard my well beloved hath a vineyard in a very fruitful hill and he dug it, and gathered out the stones, and planted it with the choicest vine, and built a tower in the midst of it, and also made wine press in it. And he looked for it to bring forth grapes, and it brought forth wild grapes. It didn't bring forth that fruit at all. And now, O inhabitants of Jerusalem, and men of Judah, judge, I pray you, between me and my vineyard. And in verse 4, what could have been done more to my vineyard that I have done in it? When I looked for it to bring forth grapes, it brought forth wild grapes. So he said, what more could have been done? Again, this is speaking in, in terms that we may view it this way. He sent him prophet after prophet after prophet. They didn't take heed. And then he sent I mean, him his only begotten son. So, what more could he have done as we look at this? And, and the answer is, of course, uh, uh, nothing. Uh, and then five. And now I will tell you what I will do to my vineyard. Again, we're looking at the nation of Israel. I will take away its hedge. It shall be eaten up, and break down its wall, and it shall be trampled down. And I will lay it waste. It shall not be pruned or digged, but there shall come up briars and thorns. I will also command the clouds that they rain uh, rain, no rain upon it. So he's going to bring it to waste. So Israel as a nation... No no fruit bearing. And you know, of course, uh, if you've traveled by uh, vineyards, and you see how well they prune those vineyards and, and those great vines and how well they take care of them and everything, keep weeds and everything out, and that's where they bring forth fruit. But this, uh, because they'd slain the prophets and slain his son, he said, I'm just going to let go death. It just grow up wild. And again, no fruit. So we see it prophesied here in Isaiah, and then we see him talking about that par or giving that parable to them uh, in in the three uh, first Gospels. Jeremiah chapter 3. Jeremiah chapter 3. And again, we're looking at Israel, and again, as he destroys it, as he lays that waste, then that's the bringing in of the, of the church age. So Jeremiah three and uh, and one. They say, if a man put away his wife, and she go down and she go from him, and become another man's, shall he return unto her again? Shall not that land be greatly polluted? But thou hast played the harlot with many lovers, yet return again to me, saith the Lord. Now what this is saying, uh, humanly speaking, if one would go out and, and play the harlot, then he would never take her again. But our Lord is gracious, full of mercy. But he says, it would be polluted. He said, but thou hast played the harlot with many lovers. You know, she, well, let's read on. Yet return again to me, saith the Lord. So he'll take her back. But over and over again, they would go and be worshiping uh, gods of other nations that they would go into. He'd send them prophets and things. that would come back, and then they would go astray again. Verse 2, lift up thine eyes... Into the high places, and see where thou hast not lain with. In the ways hast thou sat for them, as the uh, Ar- Arabian in the wilderness, and thou hast polluted the land with thy hard tree and with thy wickedness. So again, they was he was married to them, but they were committing adultery with all these false gods and so forth. And again, it's in the prophets. But then turn right around, committing adultery uh, e- even more. Verse 3. Therefore the showers have been withheld, and there has been no rain. And thou hadst a harlot's forehead, thou refusest to be ashamed. So they was committing this adultery, so then he withholds the rain and so forth. And that goes to the, yeah, there's no fruit bearing. This... A uh, vineyard is going to be going to go desolate. For wilt thou not, from this time, cry unto me, my father, thou art the guide of my youth. Will he reserve his anger forever? Will he keep it to the end? Behold, thou hast spoken and done evil things as thou couldst. The Lord said also unto me in the days of Josiah the king hast thou seen that which backsliding Israel hath done. She is going up upon every high mountain and under every green tree and there has played the harlot with all these different gods. And I said after she had done all these things turn thou to me. But she returned not, and her treacherous sister Judah saw it. So he said, ordinarily, if a a woman played the harlot, then the man never take her back. But again, the Lord's full of mercy, but yet she would not return. Kept killing the prophets, didn't she? Verse 8, And I saw when for uh, uh, all the causes whereby blacksliding Israel committed adultery, I had put her away and given her a bill of divorcement. Now stop there for a minute. Give her a bill of divorcement. But let me just state, it's temporary. He will take her back again. Yet her treacherous sister Judah feared not, but went and played the harlot also. And it came to pass through the lightness of her heart that she defiled the land and committed adultery with stones and with trees. And again, what this is talking about, it, it wasn't talking about necessarily a physical adultery, but God was married to Israel. Israel was married to God. But she would go out and play the har- harlot with all these false gods. And it says, with stones and with trees. What this was, they would make gods out of stones and make gods out of trees, overlaid with gold and silver. And they would make gods of these other nations worship and so forth. And they committed adultery with all of them. Uh, Verse 10. And yet for all this, her treacherous uh, sister Judah hath not turned unto me with her whole heart, but feigned, said the Lord. And the Lord said unto me, The backsliding Israel has justified herself more than treacherous Judah. Go and proclaim these words towards the north and say, Return thou backsliding Israel, saith the Lord, and I will not cause mine anger to fall upon you. For I am merciful, saith the Lord, and I will not keep anger forever. So, uh, again, he says, ordinarily, one do this uh, adultery uh, He'll he'll never go to them again. But he says to Israel, you know, return unto me. He is merciful, and he won't keep his anger forever. And again, we will see that he he will take her back again. But right now, in this church age, they're divorced. Uh, Verse uh, 14. Turn, O backsliding children, saith the Lord, for I am married unto you. And I will take you one of a city and two of a family, and I will bring you to Zion. And I will give you shepherds according to mine heart, who shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. And it shall come to pass, when you are multiplied and increased in the land, in those days, saith the Lord, they shall say no more the ark of the covenant of the Lord, neither shall it come to mind, neither shall they remember it neither shall uh, they miss it, neither shall that, uh, that be done anymore. And at that time shall call Jerusalem the throne of the Lord, and all the nations shall be gathered unto it, and the name of the Lord to Jerusalem, neither shall they walk any more after the imagination of their evil heart. So there's coming a day when the Lord will take Israel back, he will guide them and lead them, and they will no more follow their evil heart in committing this adultery. But again, right now, he's put them away. He's given them a bill of divorcement. This is the church age. So he, he does give them a bill of divorcement. He said he would destroy that vineyard, didn't he? Just let it go. And let's see in Luke chapter, uh, Luke chapter 13. We'll see this uh, here that it, it be desolate. Luke uh, 13 and verse 34. O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, which killeth the prophets, and stoneth them that are sent unto thee! How often would I have gathered thy children together, as a hen doth gather her brood under her wings, and ye would not! Behold, your house is left unto you desolate. And verily I say unto you, You shall not see me until the time come, When ye shall say, Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. So he said, Now your house is laid desolate. He's put him aside, gave him a bill of divorcement. But now we have the church age. In other words, he give that vineyard to another. Give that vineyard vineyard to another. And the church is the one that's bearing fruit in this age. Uh, In in Matthew chapter 23, real quick. And... uh, Verse 31. Matthew 23 and 31. Wherefore, you are witnesses against yourselves that you are the sons of them who killed the prophets. This was the uh, Pharisees and so forth. That uh, you're the sons of them that killed the prophets. Of course, these weren't going to kill the prophets. They were going to kill the son, weren't they? Fill up then the measure of your fathers, ye serpents and generation of vipers, how can you escape the damnation of hell? Wherefore, behold, I send unto you prophets and wise men and scribes, and some of them you shall kill and crucify, and some of them you shall scourge in your synagogues and persecute them from city to city. That upon you may come all the righteous blood shed upon the earth from the blood of righteous Abel to the blood of Zechariah, the son of Berechiah. "'whom ye slew between the temple and the altar. "'Verily I say unto you, "'all these things shall come upon this generation. "'O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, that killeth the prophets, "'and stoneth them who are sent unto thee, "'how often would I have gathered thy children together, "'even as a hen gathereth her chickens under her wings, "'and ye would not. "'Behold, your house is left desolate.'" are left unto you desolate. For I say unto you, you shall not see me henceforth, till you shall say, Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. So here again, we see uh, it goes so long, uh, so well along with the parable that uh, uh, they killed the prophets, they killed the son, and he said, I'll just I'll let it go, I'll give you a bill of divorcement. And the house is desolate. So there's no fruit bearing from Israel at all towards the Lord. Now, I'm not saying there's not particular Jews here and there. That's part of the church. We know that there is. But Israel is a nation. He's given a bill of divorcement. But it's temporary. And and go to Matthew chapter 11. Talk about the grafting and so forth. And I think it shows that very well. That it is uh, temporary. Temporary. Uh, Romans chapter 11, uh, maybe, actually, let's, uh, maybe I better not take time to read this. Uh, but anyways, talking about the olive tree, and, and uh, uh, the Lord would take branches out that the Gentiles would be grafted in. But then he goes on to say that later on, he can certainly graft Israel back in again, and that's exactly what he will do. But through this church age, uh, we are grafted in this olive tree. Now in Thessalonians, uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. So now he's talking to the church and the churches. He's not talking to Israel right now. So. We're going to see, uh, we, we've had the church age. Uh, he gave him a bill of divorcement, and he's had the church age. And now, at the end of the church age, and beginning with the, the rapture, then he takes Israel back as his wife. So, First Thessalonians 4 and 13. But I would not have you be ignorant, brethren, concerning them who are asleep, that you sorrow not even as others who have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also who sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say to you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not precede them who are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. So shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore comfort one another with these words. So this shows that the church is taken out, and says so they're called up to meet the Lord in the air. Uh, this is, and we, I'll go ahead and use the word rapture or. A particular resurrection, if we want to do it that way, but there now the church is taken out. Then what happens? Then he takes Israel back as his wife again, and, and leaves them. Second uh, Thessalonians, and uh, chapter two, and verse one. Now we beseech you, brethren by the coming of our Lord uh, Jesus Christ and by our gathering together unto him, gathering together, that is the rapture, that ye be not soon shaken in mind or troubled, neither by spirit nor by the word nor by the letter as from us, that in the day of the Lord it is present. So we read the first letter. Now he said, it's not necessarily right now. There's going to be something take place. Uh, before this and I'm going to use the word rapture or before this particular resurrection takes place there's going to be something that will take place first it's not, you haven't missed it is what he's saying so verse 3 let no man deceive you by any means for that day shall not come except there come the falling away first that the man of sin be revealed the son of perdition what's that falling away? it's when the Lord removes his church which means the comforter is removed and there is a falling away from the truth in that manner. And then the son of Perdition will be revealed. Now, to begin with, he doesn't seem like such a nice or such a bad guy. He's going to have the answers for everything. I mean, seem to. Uh, verse 4 Who opposeth and exalteth himself above all that is called God? Or that is worship, so that he, as God, smitten in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Remember ye not that when I was yet with you, I told you these things? And now ye know what restraineth, that he might be revealed in this time. For the mystery of iniquity doth already work. Only he who now hindereth will continue to hinder until he be taken out of the way. What that is... Is he, the spirit of truth, the comforter, which is in the Lord's church, must be taken out first. Now, when he takes that spirit of truth, that Holy Spirit out, he's already made a promise to the church, I won't leave you comfortless. So he takes the church out. And again, we can call this the rapture. So then, the church is here for a period of time. The vineyard, uh, he, he lets it go uh, desolate. Israel's house has become desolate. The church age comes in. Now the church age is ending. And it's going back to take, he gave her a temporary bill of divorcement. He's going to take her back again. Uh, Isaiah 26. Isaiah 26 And uh, verse 20 and 21. I know I've done a good bit of reading today, haven't I? Isaiah 26 and 20. So uh, uh, this is, I believe, is speaking about the rapture. Come, my people, enter thou into thy chambers and shut thy doors about thee. Hide thyself as if it were a little moment. Until the ending nation be passed. So this is where he calls out his bride and said, hide here for a moment until this, and I'll use this terminology, until this great tribulation passes. Because he's went back to Israel. And he takes the bride out until this, uh, this period of time. So he said, uh, for a little moment, until the ending nation be passed, he calls them out. In verse 21 For behold, the Lord cometh out of his place to punish the inhabitants of the earth for their iniquity. (coughs) The earth also shall disclose her blood and shall no no more (coughs) cover her slain. So, verse 20 is the rapture. Verse 21 is talking about the period of the great tribulation. (coughs) We don't (coughs) have time we could go to the Song of Solomon, where he calls his bride out, and we see the same, same picture there. Uh, Acts, when he, when he comes to take his wife, we see it in Acts, where uh, the Lord is received in the clouds of the air. When he comes back for his bride, he comes back in that, in that same manner. <clears throat> so then we see, uh, we're going to have to close, but we see, let me read this in Revelation 19, and we'll have to close it out here. <clears throat> We see when the church is raptured out and on earth he goes back to Israel and takes his wife back and they uh, go through this great tribulation period. We see something taking place in glory while this is taking place on the earth. Revelation 19 and uh, verse 7. This is after the rapture when he calls out his bride Has come away for a period of time and this is what takes place in glory while on earth the great tribulation is taking taking place and, and he has taken Israel back and he leads them. Verse 7 Let us be glad and rejoice and give honor to him for the marriage of the Lamb is come and his wife hath made herself ready. And to her was granted that she should be arrayed in fine linen, clean and white. Now remember that. Fine linen, clean and white. For the fine linen is the righteousness of the, of the saints. So marriage takes place in glory. All the time on the earth, the seven years of great tribulation is coming to pass. So then, as this great tribulation nears its end, and again, he has taken Israel back. We go over to verse 11 uh, in the same chapter. And I saw heaven open, and behold, a white horse. He that sat upon him was called Faithful and True, and in righteousness he doth judge and make war. His eyes are like a flame of fire, and on his head uh, were many crowns, and he had a name written that no man knew but he himself. And he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. Now listen to verse 14. And the armies that were in heaven followed him upon white horses, clothed in fine linen, white and clean. See, this is the bride coming back with her Lord as he come back to to fight and end uh, this uh, great tribulation, come back and fight this battle of Armageddon. So this parable in Luke chapter 20 and the other two gospels Uh, God had his nation, chosen nation of Israel. They committed adultery, and they killed the prophets. They killed his son. And uh, so the Lord gave them a temporary bill of divorcement. Said, your house will become desolate, be no fruit. And then he gives that to another. And that is to the church age that brings forth fruit uh, unto God. And then the church is raptured out. There's a marriage taking place in glory while this great tribulation is going on. And the Lord takes Israel back during that period of time. And then again, the bride comes back with him as he fights the battle of Armageddon. So I think that's a very interesting parable uh, that he gives them in Luke chapter 20. May the Lord bless the speaking of his word. You're dismissed.